Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, January 20th, and a happy hockey day in Canada to everyone. Uh, of course, this is Hockey Day in Canada, the annual tradition in the middle of January. Usually, I believe it is the third Saturday of January. They always have this, uh, and it's an all-day television event on CBC and Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, triple, well, it's actually more than three games, but they have three windows of games. They have Winnipeg, Ottawa in the afternoon couple games at 7 Eastern, Montreal, Boston, Toronto, Vancouver, and then we wrap up the night. Can't wrap up the night any better than this. Battle of Alberta, uh, Edmonton, and Calgary. So uh, it's going to be a great day of hockey. It's in Victoria, B.C. I can't believe I'm struggling to remember where it is this year uh, with all the promote. Yeah, it's Victoria, B.C. this year, and uh, it's uh, always an event that shines, you know, the light on local hockey in the area, uh, development, you know, youth hockey. Uh, those kind of things and stories for both families and kids playing hockey in the Victoria, B.C. area, former players that came from the Victoria, B.C. area that played in the NHL. You'll probably hear some stories about them and they might make some appearances on the uh, show today on the Hockey Day in Canada programming. So it's just a fun day, and a great celebration of hockey. Uh, here in uh, Canada. Zach, you ready for Hockey Day in Canada, my friend? Yeah, buddy. Always ready. What's better than that? Absolutely. Uh, we'll briefly uh, breeze through the recap for uh, yesterday. There were uh, obviously a few games in the uh, NHL. Uh, very disappointing from the Florida Panthers uh, and uh, a pretty, uh, you know, kind of ending their homestand with a thud. You know, when you f think about how well they played on the road trip, they come back home, they win the first game of that homestand, and then they lose every game after that, uh, including Detroit and, of course, uh, last night to Minnesota. Really, the difference in the game was they couldn't stay out of the penalty box, Florida. And the Minnesota power play made them pay over and over and over again. Uh, that Minnesota power play had a bunch of opportunities, and they made them count. It was not a good night for the Panthers' penalty kill. It wasn't the best night for Bobrovsky either. I don't think it was one of his better games. Uh, and sure enough, uh, but Florida made it interesting, and thankfully they did. Because I cashed my best bet because they didn't quit in that game, which, which was Panthers' team total over three and a half. And once again, it's a pr it's proof of why I always say, especially with the bigger favorites, uh, Zach, you know, we we're talking about Florida minus 200 last night. Why lay minus 200 on Florida if you like them when you can take over three and a half minus 108? And sure enough, they lose the game, but the team total still caps uh, in the six to four loss to uh, Minnesota last night. So that is, again, why uh, I really like team total options when it comes to those bigger uh, favorites, and we saw it last night with Florida. They lose the game, but the team total does come through. Mark Andre Fleury actually left the game due to injury, so we'll have to monitor that. Philip Gustafson uh, had to finish that game for uh, Minnesota last night. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, um, credit to them, um, they were just better than Columbus last night. Although uh, Vitek Vanacek, um, it's not like Columbus was horrible uh, in that game, but Vitek Vanacek, who big reason why I like Columbus in the over last night, neither one hits, of course. Uh, it was because Vanacek and Nett's been struggling. That was one of his best games of the year. I thought he was really, really, really sharp last night and a big reason why the Devils ended up uh, winning that game. Uh, and then we all obviously saw the third game on the slate, Detroit and Kakalaki. 
Hurricanes 4-2 win. Disappointing, the over falls just short uh, in that game. But I did jump on first period over, so at least we got that uh, in the uh, win column last night with a couple of quick goals. And I know Carolina won the game 4-2, but you know they didn't give up much of anything defensively to Detroit and Detroit still scores two. And one of those goals was an absolutely horrific goal. The first Detroit goal from Costin, uh, brutal from Ronta to let that in. And they've still got goalie issues. They've got to address this. If Kochekov is going to be out longer than they expected, because uh, Ronta is just not trustworthy right now. And we saw it again last night. They won in spite of him uh, in between the pipes. And then the Islanders and the Blackhawks is the Ian under curse continues. I just cannot win an under simple as that. I mean, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I like that under. We know Chicago's been trending under, Zach. The game is one nothing. I shit you not, that game is one nothing. Islanders, like, way past the midway point of the hockey game. And I'm thinking, wow, this is this is cruising under. You the got top. one. <laughs> yeah, I got one. And then the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, you know that uh, Twitter X meme with uh, Undertaker coming out of the casket? That was the Blackhawk offense last night, uh, pretty much, in that game. It, you know, rose from the dead. Uh, essentially, uh, in that game against the Islanders. They scored two quick ones um, toward the end of the second period, and it's 2-1 Chicago after the second. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm getting worried about the under now. Let's at least get the draw uh, in this game because I was starting to really, really get worried about the under. Then Chicago makes it 3-1. And then at that point, I'm really worried about the under and the draw for that matter. Uh, But the under especially because you know the Islanders are going to have to open it up now down 3-1. They're going to have to push, and it's going to be – more trading chances than it certainly was earlier in the game when it, not much was going on. Sure enough, Blackhawks can't hold a 3-1 lead, 3-2, 3-3. Islanders get two quick ones to tie it up. Uh, and then at that point, I'm like, I'm pissed again that another under falls by the wayside, which is why I don't bet those hardly ever. And you're the, the uh, over under the next date, I bet and recommend an under on this show, uh, November of 2028. I think that's what we'll go with here. Uh, as far as that's concerned after last night. So, you know, everything points to under and it somehow gets over the total. So uh, typical me uh, when it comes to that. Uh, But thankfully, we got to through regulation, still tied at three, and we hit the draw. And that's why I I couldn't care less. I don't give two shits about that under anymore when that draw hits at plus 390, which was great to see as another great stay at Draw Island. And the Thailanders once again reward us with a draw bet uh, cashing in plus 390. And how about Seth Jones with a wrister that uh, Roken's going to want to have back. He should have had it. But still, solid uh, shot on goal from uh, Jones and Chicago with the 4-3 uh, overtime win. Is uh, Credit to them because they, they've been playing their guts out amid all the injuries with Luke Richardson behind the bench, and uh, they got rewarded last night. Credit to uh, Chicago. And a tough spot, too. They had to stay in Buffalo an extra day, uh, play on Thursday night, travel back to Chicago, play a back-to-back last night. So it was very impressive. And for the Islanders, that's a dreadful road trip. That is a horrendous road trip. And that was just the icing on the cake, losing with the rest advantage uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. So the Islanders uh, in some trouble uh, a little bit after that road trip. Uh, Alex B. Smith's with us. Alex, what did you think of the Friday action? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it kind of sucked. I got sick during the end of the show yesterday, and so it was kind of up and down, and it really kind of bummed me out that I wasn't able to give out the play that I really liked that, that game later on in the day. We talked about the correct score, and I gave out 1-1 and 2-2. We jokingly picked up 4-4 because Jarek mentioned it in reference to you not hitting the, the under. So I went on and eventually added 3-3 to the correct score light, but didn't put it up, didn't post it or anything. So 
I did end up cashing with that. It was very small, you know, but, but cashing at plus 2,200. That was still nice to have along with the draw. Uh, and, and there's a couple of games that I just didn't even get around to watching because I wasn't feeling the best. So uh, pretty much watching the Hawks and Isles game. Like you said, that's a great win for the Hawks morally to just be able to weather the storm. Yes, you blew the lead, but, you, you know, found a way to get that that uh, second point, get that goal. He said Seth Jones with a, a great wrist shot. So it was nice to see him get back on the uh, on the side. He also had an assist too, so he had uh, two points in the night. Getting getting get back in the gear. Also, if they're going to do anything moving forward without Bedard, without all these guys missing, Seth Jones will have to be one of those guys that needs to step up. Just overall, the way that he's played uh, in his Hawks tenure, we hope to see some better things just from him overall. More consistent efforts from uh, number four on that blue line. So it was, it was a nice win, but unfortunately, I don't know if it's going to last too long. That momentum is they now hit on a four-game West Coast road trip, uh, taking on the likes of Vancouver and Edmonton. And, uh, you know, I'm, I said in our DM chat, this is going to probably look like the 2003 circus trips uh, where they just may not get a win and they may get beaten down by margin. So uh, we'll see. <coughs> they kind of maybe played that game at home like a road game because of all the travel they had. That doesn't help things. Now you have to actually hit the actual road again for quite an extended time. They won't be back to Chicago until uh, after the All-Star break in February 7th. Yeah, good point with the uh, road-weary schedule coming up. There's no doubt that's going to be a grind. Uh, we'll see if they can – we'll see how they made the best of it because they're going to have to try to. There's no doubt. All right, let's get into it. It's Hockey Day in Canada. It's a huge slate. we got an exact dozen games on the uh, card, 12. Uh, we will get going because the first game is dropping the puck in just 20 minutes from now. This is a real early start in Buffalo. Uh, Lightning, Sabres, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 120 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half being the total in this game. Again, a very early start affair here between the uh, Lightning and Sabres. Uh, Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, here we go again with Tampa Bay. A, a running theme all season has been excellent at home, very, very beatable. Uh, on the road, eight and fourteen. In fact, the Tampa Bay Lightning on the road uh, going into this game here against the uh, Buffalo Sabers. They have won four in a row, uh, winning all four games on their recent homestand at Amelie Arena, uh, beating the Kings and the Devils in OT, five uh, one against Anaheim, seven to three beatdown against Minnesota uh, on Thursday night. We'll see if they can now take that success and that home cooking with them on the road, which has been the issue all season pretty much for the. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning. Meanwhile, on the flip side, you've got the Buffalo Sabres. Dare I say it? Are they getting hot? Five and two in their last seven games, the Buffalo Sabres. Back-to-back wins at home, albeit ridiculously bad competition right now. Uh, Three-nothing against San Jose. Three-nothing against um, Chicago uh, in the last two games. But back-to-back shutouts for uh, the Buffalo Sabres. And that, to me, now again, San Jose, Chicago, maybe I shouldn't be that impressed, but Nevertheless, this is a team that has struggled to keep the puck out of their own net this season, uh, and we'll see if um, uh, they can continue that pro- play. And the common thread for this, for these back-to-back shutouts, I should say, for Buffalo, is the guy in net for both of those shutouts. And he is back in net this afternoon as well for the Buffalo Sabres. And a corresponding move, by the way, they sent down Devin Levi to the AHL, uh, and they've recalled Eric Comrie. So it looks like they are going to be going to a UPL uh, moving forward, at least. And look, he's earned it. He's played well uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Very well. This is a very good stretch that he has had. We'll see if it can continue. He is confirmed as the starter today. Uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen picked a pack of pickled peppers 
Uh, I, I couldn't resist doing that. But uh, yeah, Uko Pekalukin in, uh, in net for the uh, Sabres here uh, this afternoon. Uh, Jonas Johansson. Remember that guy? We haven't seen him in a while because Vasilevsky's been getting start after start. Yes, Jonas Johansson confirmed in net here for this afternoon for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in this game. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo. I was on the fence with Buffalo. I was leaning to Buffalo's been good in these home games in the afternoon on weekends. Remember what they did against Colorado? Very, very impressive. They, I think it was one of their best games when on a Sunday afternoon earlier this season, they shut out Colorado at home. Very impressive win. Lightning just don't do anything for me on the road. I have to see it before I believe it with Tampa Bay. They've just not been good enough away from home this year. So I'm going to take Buffalo here, plus 100, around even money uh, in this game. Uh, I also like a little over six and a half, little team total over for the Sabres as well. Uh, but primary bet for me here is Buffalo money line here, plus 100 in this game. Again, with Johansson in that, that is a downgrade. I don't care. I, I don't care what you say and what capabilities he can have every now and then. Johansson is a downgrade from Vasilevsky. And to be honest with you, he had moments where he played very well when he started every game, when Vasilevsky was out early in the season, recovering from the surgery. Well, now that he's been in backup mode, look at the starts he's had since he's been in backup mode, since Vasilevsky's been back. He hasn't been as good when Johansson's gotten these starts. So uh, I think it's winnable for Buffalo. And they've actually played Tampa really well. Uh, they've won three straight head-to-head -head meetings, and they've won each of the last two meetings here in Buffalo uh, between these two teams. Uh, Alex, what do you like here, if anything, for this first game of the day, Lightning, Sabres? Yeah, I'm on Sabres now. Uh, like I said, just finally seeing that with Johansson being confirmed. So I'm on Sabres, money line. I also like the draw here. We've seen three of the last four meetings uh, between these two teams go past regulation. Uh, and the Sabres, they've usually been getting crushed by the Lightning. They've actually won the last three meetings. So give me Buffalo and also a split on the draw. All right, there we go. Uh, anything here, Zach? Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Uh, I've been staying away from anything that involves Tampa for a while now. I might look maybe a little player props. Tage Thompson's been a little cold lately, maybe point for him and shots over three and a half. I think there's actually some plus value at three and a half shots from his plus 120. He's been a little dry lately, but I think a breakout game at home against a good opponent will do the trick. All right. I like Zach Benson. He's still on the top line with Thompson and Tuck. You get really good numbers there with him as long as he stays in that position in the lineup uh, on the top line. Benson, you can get plus uh, 360 uh, to score a goal here uh, this afternoon. Uh, Paterka. Uh, and Cousins and Middlestat looks like it's going to be the uh, second line. I did cash with Giergensen the other night, but he was on the second line in that game against uh, uh, Chicago the other night. He's back down to the third line. I'd still lean that way, but he's one of those guys, like he scores one goal every like 30 games or something. So I wouldn't expect the goal against Chicago to be the start of a hot streak for him. Not not exactly. Uh, for Tampa, now Tampa's been in one of these situations lately because they've been winning. Uh, it's been no reason for John Cooper to rejig the lineup. So the lineup's played pretty consistent. And really, it's mostly been Point, Kucherov, Stamkos lately that have been... Uh, I, I would maybe look at Hagel and Paul on the second line. There's probably some value with them. Uh, definitely, I could see them being uh, contributing contributors here for Tampa Bay. All right, ne uh, next game, it's Colorado-Philadelphia. This game starts at the top of the hour, so about 40 minutes from now, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 115 road favorites, six the total in this game. I'm riding the flyer wagon right now. I am. I love what I'm seeing. Uh, I know this is a step up in class from some of the recent competition, but again, we talk about Tampa and their road struggles. What about Colorado and their road struggles? Colorado is another team that on the road, it's been 11 and 12. They have a losing home road record this year, the Colorado Avalanche. So 
you know, I think Philadelphia's got it in them here to uh, continue this great run. I mean, what, what was your issue before with Philadelphia, that they couldn't beat good teams? Well, we just saw them beat Winnipeg on the road last weekend. We saw them beat Dallas 5-1 at home. They've been dominant, too, these last couple games. They have outshot the opponent 85-45 to in the last two games combined. So they are very much carrying play uh, right now. The uh, Philadelphia Flyers have been very good in these early games, too. I find Philadelphia has been a, a decent team with these early start games. Remember, last time we saw them, Saturday afternoon at home in an early start, 1 p.m. Eastern affair. They beat Calgary 3-2 to a couple weeks ago in a home game. So I just don't like enough what I'm seeing out of the Avalanche or their goaltending. I believe we're going to see Georgiev again today, although it hasn't been confirmed. We will see Carter Hart uh, in that. And uh, we got to start keeping track, too, of Colorado's record without uh, Big Val Nachushkin. He's missed four games. They're 2-2, two and two, and the wins were Toronto and Ottawa. And both of those teams have had defensive issues closing out games lately. So um, let's see them beat a better team and a, and a more reliable team defensively. And, you know, Philadelphia is a more reliable team defensively than Toronto and Ottawa right now. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, so I'm going to look toward the um, Philly side, ride the win streak here. Like I say, they've won these uh, home games, these early start afternoon home games. Uh, and uh, I like that here in this mm -hmm. one. Now, Colorado off a loss. They have been pretty good off a loss, Colorado, but uh, and they are off that 5-2 setback against Boston. But, you know, to me, we've been on Philly a lot. And I'm going to stay with it. I'm actually going to go over the total here in this game. I don't necessarily love betting this Flyers team or Flyers games over the total, but I feel Colorado is just an over machine right now. Uh, and Philly's offense for the first time during this win streak, they're really starting to show signs of, you know, being able to put the puck in the net. Nine goals in the last two games for the Philadelphia Flyers. And right now they've got multiple players that are feeling it. Couturier, Konechny, Farabee, Owen Tippett's on fire right now. What a goal the other night. Atkinson, wait, if, what if he starts heating up? Lawton, Frost has been better lately. So uh, I think this could be a little bit more offensive than people think. Uh, so over the total and Philly for me uh, in this one. This one I did consider the draw as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Avs, Flyers. Yeah, so like I said, Flyers, I mean, you know, we kind of gave them a little bit of grief in their winning early. We were saying, oh, well, this is just a gritty team. They're, you know, kind of getting, uh, you know, catching teams in the right spots. No, they're actually a good team. They're not a great and they team. they smacked down Dallas and Ottinger and made like 40-plus shots in that game to 15. What more do you want from this group right That's now? It. Right. They're not a great That's team. It. They're not elite, but they're a good team. And they're way better than they were supposed to be, uh, you know, when we projected at this point, uh, looking back in October. So we have to make those adjustments. The Flyers are, are, are quality. And, and the Avalanche, they're still going to be, a, a you know, a top-tier team once they get healthy, once they get out of this kind of a malaise right now. They have to do something about the goaltending. You can't run your Gavin to the ground and end up playing him 65, 70 games. And then next thing you know, he's dead tired and gets, gets swept in the first round. So if Colorado wants to actually get out of the first round of the playoffs this year, they have to make a move, and they need to make it fast. And that, that being said, I uh, don't like anything that they got going right now, so wouldn't be laying – uh, any price with them going with Philly also going to the first period over one and a half laying a dollar 30 there. We've seen this cash in five of the last six, last six meetings and in some high <laughs> numbers too. Four three first period four one first period two one first period. Uh, there was a random one nothing and then one one the last time these two teams met just back in December. So first period over one and a half and Flyers money line. Stuff indeed. Oh, good luck with that. Cheshire Cat going for a huge goal prop. Sean Walker. Uh, at plus a thousand, uh, scores most of his goals in Philadelphia. Hey, well, maybe t maybe today's a day for him uh, once again uh, to find the back of the net. 
Uh, Zach, what do you like in here, abs and flyers? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm looking, to be honest. I think it's going to be a good game. Like you guys are saying, I think Philly's a pretty good team. They're well-structured. It seems like that John Tortorella effect where he comes in, fixes the team up, and then out of nowhere, everyone's talking about how they're good. So uh, I think I might go with the first period tie, though, looking at that, and then maybe some live in-game bets on it once we see how it's rolling. But I like first period tie. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. As far as props go, I'm going to stick to the same script as far as Colorado. Drew Allen, the top line value. Anybody on the second line value? Miles Wood, uh, Logan O'Connor, and who's the third member? I keep forgetting the third member of that uh, second line. Um, let me just uh, double check. Oh, Ross Colton. Uh, Ross Colton's actually been the quietest of the three. Wood scored. I uh, cashed a Wood uh, goal prop against Boston. Uh, Logan O'Connor cashed a couple of goal props with him lately. So, uh, definitely liking uh, those um, situations there uh, with uh, goal props in uh, this game. Did I hear a cat just now? It sounded yeah, like it's it. my cats are being wild. I knew I'm not hearing things yet. I hope not. Uh, Philadelphia, tip it. I mean, obviously, it's us. You know, how do you not maybe look toward him uh, at this point in time? Uh, here's an interesting uh, lineup situation here. Garnett Hathaway is playing with Lawton and Forster today up to the uh, second line. He's not much of a goal scorer, four goals this year, but, you know, they did have a stretch there in December where he did score in back-to-back games. He's up the lineup. You know, crazier things have happened. So, And you're certainly going to get value now with him now that he's playing on the uh, second line today for the uh, Flyers, uh, a guy that's known more for his rugged, physical, uh, in-your-face style of play. Uh, but plus 650 for Garnett Hathaway today, you know, second line. Why not? Uh, you know, not right. bad for a guy that's going to get the minutes and the opportunity today. All right. And, Nashville. And if he gets, if he gets, when he gets bumped up, he's usually a guy who's going to be a net front front presence. Yeah. So that's the thing. Not only are you getting the good value with the number, but just you you can always kind of count. He's going to be around the net being uh, elevated in, in those top line roles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. He's, he scores the kind of goals that Philly is capable of scoring. You know, crash the net, look for loose change, look for that junk and uh, rebound in front of the net. That's the kind of goal you expect from a guy like Garnett Hathaway if he's able to produce with the opportunity on the second line this afternoon. All right, Nashville and Arizona. We've got the uh, Predators minus 130 road favorites, six the total in this game. I'm keeping it simple, taking a shot with the draw here with the Predators and the Coyotes. We saw Coyotes and Flames go to overtime. Uh, earlier this week, we saw nearly OT with Arizona and Vancouver. And I know Alex was bemoaning uh, how that draw just fell short there in that Coyotes Canucks game. I think this one's got draw written all over it. Nashville, a big win for them against LA to start the road trip. I don't think Arizona is going to be happy losing those two in a row against Calgary and Vancouver. They were there for the, I mean, the game was right there. They didn't even play that bad against a mighty Vancouver team right in the game, lost two to one. Uh, I think they should be happy with their efforts other than the fact that, they won't be happy with having that 2 nothing lead against Calgary and then failing to close it out. Uh, but I would expect this to be a pretty close, competitive game. The total's weird for me because series history has actually been a lot of goals with uh, Nashville versus Arizona. But it doesn't feel like these two teams are playing over hockey uh, in the short term. You know, you're seeing uh, Arizona kind of a little bit more of a lower-scoring, conservative approach lately. In Nashville, we saw a very low-scoring game with them in L.A. the other night. Uh, in that game so the totals a total no pun intended the total is just a neutral you know it could go either way flip a coin wouldn't shock me if it stays under wouldn't shock me if it goes over 
for me, just a little look to the draw here in this game today. What do you like here, Alex? Predators, Coyotes. So I, I think I got a, a couple of Nashville fans who started following me after uh, Thursday night's big uh, best bet win and the celebration and so forth. And I go, man, they really not going to like me once they see me start referring back to this team as trash real. Now, I'm not doing that today. But I do like Arizona in this spot. And one of the things I'm looking at is that we could be seeing Connor Ingram in that. Now, we've been talking about how great Connor Ingram has been. He's been absolutely lights out. And I'm sure there's no team he'd want to show up for more than the National Predators team that's yes, kind of casting him off by the wayside. Yeah. Thought that UC Saros is a better option. Thought that Kevin Lincoln and getting him from Chicago is a better option. I think he'd more than love to stick it back to the Preds. So give me Arizona on the money line here. And it's a little bit of a sprinkle. It's not my favorite draw play, but definitely a draw candidate. All right, Arizona uh, for uh, Alex here. And look, the, the home record hasn't been as good lately. You know, they've started to lose a few at Mullet, but still for the season, 13-9, and nine, still a winning home record uh, for Arizona. And you got a day start in Arizona. If this crowd would is, is going to be super electric, you think most of the time we talk about home ice advantage being at night, but when you're talking about a college campus on a Saturday. And I don't know if Arizona State basketball is going on. That might be actually a little bit of a, of a rocking time. That student section area and then, of course, the general uh, areas as well. We might see a little bit more life in that building uh, with a, a earlier start than you might have with, a, say, just the regular old kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, night, 7 o'clock start. Yeah, that's true. This is going to be uh, 1 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. local time in uh uh, Tempe, Arizona, at uh, Arizona State campus there, Mullet Arena. So prime drinking time on a Saturday yeah. in Arizona. So early <laughs> afternoon affair because 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see exactly what kind of crowd reception we get. Uh, Zach, what about you here, Nashville, Arizona? Yeah, I'm liking the Coyotes in this game a bit too. I think I'm going to take them in the first period. First period money line Yotes, and then I think I'll take them on the over two at six. So. Uh, I hope it's going to be high score, and I like your take on it, Alex, with Ingram and that kind of thing. So hopefully he stands on his head, but not too, too much. Maybe lets a couple in, and hopefully Arizona can get three or four. We don't have the goalies confirmed, but this has to be Connor Ingram in that. He's been the better goalie. He's facing his old team. you got to assume that's a slam dunk, you know, that he's going to be the starting goalie. And Soros projected not confirmed, but that's what we expect anyway here today with Soros and uh Ingram. They actually interviewed Soros after the win against L.A. Uh, Leah did on the uh, ESPN Plus broadcast, and he said, I don't mind playing every game. He's not tired. He's not doesn't bother him that he's played this yeah. many games like he's among the league leaders in the game started this year. at UC Soros like uh, they've been running. Uh, Burnett has had no qualms about it, running this guy hard this year as far as a number of games and uh, uh, opportunity. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, Soros, you know, he's 28. So he's kind of older as far as when he got his kind of break into the league. He was, you know, right there in that camp working with, you know, we talk about Nashville, how they've been a, a goalie factory for years, especially with their pipeline through Milwaukee. So he's a guy who came up right up behind Pecorino, right behind that last group of old-tier goalies who had no problem, like I said, playing 65, 70 games. So he's one of the, the anomalies, and he stayed relatively healthy in comparison to a guy like Andre Vasilevsky, who would certainly play 70 games now, but with having back issues, we may not ever see that. But but Soros is definitely one of those guys that if you had to run a goalie 60-plus games, he's one of maybe two or three in the league you could do that with. Absolutely. Gus Bus for Nashville for props in this game. And on the Arizona side, 
We've got some changes here. We got our guy Lawson Kraus, and we got Jack McBain centering the set top line. So there's some shakeups here for Andre Tour, and he must be because of they've lost a couple in a row here. So Jack McBain center of the top line, and Lawson Kraus now uh, on the top line. Dylan Gunther moved up to the second line. So there's and there's a guy that's been able to show he can score at the NHL level. So a couple of props there that have, are of interest. All right, this is the first of the Hockey Day in Canada Sportsnet games today. 3 p.m. Eastern, Winnipeg versus Ottawa. Winnipeg Jets minus 145, road favorites, six the total. Uh, Ottawa, uh, credit to them, a 6-2 to two win against Montreal the other night. Can the Senators put a win streak together? They have been awful following a win uh, lately. Uh, and winning two in a row has been a problem for this team, or trying to win two in a row has been a problem for this team. And yes, it was one of their better efforts. They showed they could nail down a lead when they got one, which has been an issue over and over again for this team. But as I mentioned the other day, let's hold on now. Uh, that was against Montreal with the Canadians rolling in on a back-to-back -back, uh, on the road after beating New Jersey the night before. I mean, it was definitely a situation that set up perfectly for Ottawa. They took advantage of it. Now they're playing a much better hockey team, one of the best teams in the West, NHL, the Winnipeg Jets. Let's see how they fare with this game today. Then we'll determine if maybe there's a run in Ottawa. If they shit the bed today and they get whipped by Winnipeg, that basically makes that Montreal uh, result meaningless for them. You know, they've got to show that they can do it against a better uh, quality of opponent, you know, in a spot where they're not on a back-to-back. -back. So let's see how they fare here against the uh, Jets today. Hellebuck and Corpusalo is the projected goalie matchup, not confirmed yet. Uh, Shane Pinto, by the way, not returning yet, but he did sign a contract extension with Ottawa. So that is finally taken care of uh, for them. Um, and on the flip side, it looks like for Winnipeg, Shifley remains on IR. But the good news is they recently got Kyle Connor back. So that is definitely a, a good sign for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So, yeah, they miss Shifley. But when you get Connor back, you've still got Ehlers and you've got Perfetti playing well. And you've got Gabe Bellardi, who's had a terrific season uh, for the Jets. You certainly have more than enough offense. I looked at series history. Winnipeg's done well uh, against Ottawa here. Uh, we, we're talking about three straight head-to-head -head wins, including two in a row here in Ottawa, that the Winnipeg Jets have been victorious, 4-3 in April of 2022, 5-1 for Winnipeg over Ottawa last year when these two teams played. So for me, it's a prove-it game for Ottawa. I'm on Winnipeg for a small bet here. Minus, the price isn't the best, but minus 140. Uh, I did lock that in for a smaller bet. And also the over here. There's a tough call with the over. Winnipeg can play low-scoring hockey. They're very. They've been. They're capable of being very good defensively, and we have seen them trend under in uh, three of their last four games. But you're talking about a six total with this Ottawa team. That's hard for me to resist. It really, really is. I mean, we're talking about five straight overs for this Ottawa team, and then you actually look at the series history between the Jets and the Senators. The last five head-to-head -head meetings have had no fewer than six goals. So to me, this can get to six, and that's all that matters to me because that means you you won't lose. You'll push, worst-case scenario. So I will jump on the over here as well. What do you think, Alex? Jets, Senators. I'm on first period over, uh, one and a half, minus 135, and full game over six, minus 115. Like I said, looking at the history, five uh, straight games with full game over. Oh, sorry, no, four, no three, three, one, and one, the full game over. But in those five games, all five – First period overs have cashed uh, seven of the last eight to the first period over. And also looking at the stat with uh, 
both teams to score in the first period. We've seen that cash in four of the last five as well. So first period over, first period, both teams to score, and full game over six. So not even going to wait and, and and try to get a few minutes of better prices. We're just going to roll with that now. I can see where this might be. You see a goal kind of early in the first couple minutes. For all my bitching about, you know, I, I'm not really bitching. I still bet Winnipeg minus 140, but I said not the greatest price. I guess because minus 150 is my cutoff point. But if you factor in that Ottawa is one of the worst teams stand in the standings right now in the Eastern Conference and the entire league, and Winnipeg's been one of the best teams in the West and the entire league, you would think that this price, there's the potential. If this was like, let's say, a Tampa Bay that had the record Winnipeg had, yeah, and Ottawa had the record that I think Tampa Bay would be laying like minus one ninety or two hundred in this game, honestly. So you could argue it's actually value on Winnipeg, who on paper look like the much superior team, certainly record wise they are. There is value on Winnipeg, but I think there's also value in waiting on Winnipeg. I, that's yeah. the one thing I probably will be looking to grab uh, in game would be Winnipeg money line. If we get a one-one score after twenty. Ottawa could easily come out and get a quick two-one, uh, quick goal in the second period. Now all of a sudden we have Winnipeg at plus price. So sometimes we always talk about value as in pregame numbers, but we always look at with the total. We can also start looking at this with the side. There's value in betting in game now because right, this line should be Winnipeg minus one ninety, which means we wouldn't get nowhere near one forty or one fifty in game, even being down a goal. Now that we're at a one forty-five, one fifty threshold. If you're down a goal, that should easily be plus money on the money line. So we do have value, but you don't have to jump on this right now. You can wait yeah. and look for this in-game, barring that the Jets don't roll out and score two goals early. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good approach to have. You can always wait for a better price, potentially. I'll say this about the Hockey Day in Canada games, and even for a team like Ottawa, and especially with Ottawa being at home, they'll be they'll be amped up. They'll, they'll, they'll play hard. They'll, 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 they'll want to win. There's no doubt, even with their struggles. And I actually went back and looked the recent – Years when the, specifically the Hockey Day in Canada matchups, those games that are part of the Hockey Day in Canada uh, schedule for Sportsnet, more overs than unders for the last uh, two or three years, and it's not surprising. Players want to put on a show. They know they they know this is one of the Hockey Day in Canada games. Let's put on a show. Let's be aggressive. Let's let's get our cookies. Let's get our points. Let's stuff the stat sheet. That kind of thought process, I think, creeps into a player's mind. So it's not shocking to me that the last few years on the Hockey Day in Canada games, we've seen more overs cash than unders. What do you think here in this one, Zach? Winnipeg, Ottawa. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Jets side, I think, for sure. I might even look a little uh, regulation win for the Jets, plus 115 I'm seeing. I like that. And I might wait a little in-game to see what the over's going to be like. Might be a slow start. Maybe we'll bring that six down to even a five and a half and then jump on the over. But That'll be a little in-game for me. All right. Gabe Velarde and uh, Perfetti as far as props. Uh, Lowry is centering the uh, top line today. I like him now today, especially. Set a rare top line center position here uh, for Adam Lowry, the captain of the uh, Winnipeg Jets with Velarde and Connor. And you put him with two guys like that, Velarde and Connor, Adam Lowry, assuming this is correct and it doesn't change before uh, opening puck drop. Yeah, I, I think Adam Lowry is going to have some good value here for uh, – uh, props, goals, and assists, that kind of thing. Ridley Gregg, we mentioned him, another guy that's been elevated to the top-line center spot for Ottawa. Uh, he's worth a look. Batherson's been good lately. Uh, keep an eye on those two. I think those are good uh, prop looks. Maybe even Tarasenko, who scored the last game, and apparently they've asked T Vladdy Tarasenko to waive his no-move clause, uh, Ottawa. Not surprising at all, because we know this season is pretty much a write-off for them, uh, so they're probably going to be looking at him as a trade candidate 
uh, going into the uh, trade deadline. So again, showcases value. Uh, I would expect Tarasenko to want to showcase his value. Uh, so you might want to look in that direction, maybe for props as well here with uh, him today. All right, Toronto and Vancouver uh, next up. Also, of course, a Hockey Day in Canada matchup. Uh, we got the uh, Canucks minus 125 home favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. Um, now, this is the front end of a back-to-back for the Leafs. They're in Seattle tomorrow night, but I would assume Martin Jones gets this start. They'll save Ilya Samsonov uh, for tomorrow night when they play the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, look, Toronto finally held on, didn't blow a lead there, uh, which was good to see against the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. They hang on for the 4-3 win, and it's a really good thing they, they got that win uh, the other night because uh, when you look at this uh, scheduling situation for them, you know they got Vancouver tonight, which is not going to be easy. Uh, and then, of course, they've also got, uh, after uh, this game, uh, they're going to end up playing Seattle tomorrow night. And Seattle has cooled off just a little bit here the last couple of games. But I think back home, finally, after the long road trip, uh, that's not going to be an easy contest for the Leafs tomorrow night. So it was very important they beat Calgary because these are two tough games here this weekend that they've got. I mean, I'm certainly not interested in taking Toronto at a price like this against a Vancouver team that's just been absolutely awesome. They've been terrific at home uh, all season long as well. Let's not forget that. 15-5, and five, the record for the Vancouver Canucks here at Rogers Arena uh, this season. We expect Thatcher Demko, Martin Jones to be the matchup here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. You know what's funny about Vancouver? It was one of those, you know, lethargic type of affairs from them. I- I'm looking at a pattern with this uh, Vancouver team lately, and I'll rhyme it off here since uh, the late part of December. We saw an under in their loss to Philly, 4-1. to one. Next game goes over. They win 6-3. We saw an under against St. Louis. They lost 2-1. to one. Their next game goes over. They win 6-4. We saw an under against Buffalo on the road trip. They won one nothing in that game. The next game goes over the total. So if you kind of catch my drift here with Vancouver, when they play a low-scoring game in the previous game, next game's kind of going up and down, and there's goals, and they certainly score more goals, and even their opponent does. It's got more of a you know offensive, a faster-paced affair, and that's been the trend. Off and under, Vancouver's been going over lately. So I think that continues here. I like over six and a half here. Uh, in this game, I like both teams to score in the first period. Might be my favorite, both teams to score the, in the first period of this entire card today from this game. I really there's a good chance we see both teams find the back of the net early. And look, I cashed a ticket with Arizona Vancouver first period, both teams to score the other night, which was plus 166. Now, we're not getting as good of a price uh, with this one here tonight, but still pretty good. FanDuel, last I checked, had this at plus uh, 146. Uh, for both teams to score in the first period. So I do like that here in this game. Over six and a half. Little sprinkle on the draws. Could draw because it is the Toronto Maple draws after all. And that's pretty much it. What do you think here, Alex? Leafs, Canucks. Yeah, it's funny. I talked about this game actually on uh, Edgework yesterday. And yeah, I like both teams to score. And I said I'll be on the draw too. So I got plus 150 on that both teams to score in the first period at bet online. I got plus 360 on the draw at FanDuel. I can see this was a close back and forth game. But ultimately, if I had to pick a side, and maybe I will in game, uh, but I won't do, do it now, I would be leaning toward Vancouver. I think they get the win here. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, I haven't bet Vancouver. Uh, this is one of those <clears> deals <throat> where I might bet them live in game. You know, we know the Leafs prior to the Calgary game, the Leafs had uh, trouble. By the way, Sabres are all over Tampa. They just haven't scored yet, but just all kinds of chances. But uh, nevertheless, um, 
you know, you look at this situation here, Leafs and Canucks. Leafs, we know, can always be untrustworthy with a lead. I know for the change they held on against Calgary, but Vancouver would be a little bit more difficult probably. So uh, my approach here is not don't bet Vancouver pregame. Let's see if Toronto maybe gets a lead at some point. And if they do, I'll definitely get on Vancouver in-game. Uh, what do you think here, Zach, uh, Leafs-Canucks? Yeah, I'm thinking just the over in this one. I think it's going to be high score and entertaining. Leafs are known for that as well. So other than that, I'll probably, again, wait till a little bit of live action. Hopefully uh, get in a good spot where the Leafs might be up a little bit and think on Vancouver comeback. Yeah, I agree. I think there's uh, some goals here. You're right about JT Miller and the Leafs, so I couldn't argue with that. As far as uh, prop, Dakota Joshua continues to be this under the radar. And I'm going uh, deep down into the well here. Player against his old team angle here in play with Sam Lafferty, you know, for the Vancouver Canucks. Briefly was with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I know lately he's been on the fourth line, but I think there might be an opportunity maybe to look in his direction. I get the feeling one of these days we might see finally this experiment with Pontus Holmberg playing on the top line with Matthews and Marner end. But if it doesn't end tonight, I'll still probably look in that direction one more time. Pontus Holmberg uh, as far as goal props. Yeah, Mikheyev too, exactly. Uh, let's not forget about him. Another former Leaf for this uh, Vancouver Canucks team. So definitely that would be of interest as well. Mikheyev, Mikheyev Dakota Joshua, Miller because he's done so well against the Leafs. They're all pretty decent options. Lafferty as well. Uh, and then, of course, Mikheyev. Uh, and for Toronto, I would look at Holmberg uh, as well. Uh, Matthew Nye's being moved back up. He feels long overdue to score now, and he's back with Tavares and Nylander. So that's more of a gut feel because he's been ice cold lately. But uh, gut feel that maybe Matthew Nye scores tonight for Toronto. All right, next up, we've got Montreal and Boston. Uh, Bruins minus 290, uh, home favorites. Uh, the total in this game, six across the board. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. The uh, Canadians have been in these road dog in this road dog role. They've been pretty feisty at times. I mean, we saw them take Philly to a shootout, saw them beat Dallas, nearly beat Tampa, give Florida a tough time, beat New Jersey the other night three to two. I mean, this is a big price for Boston. Um, I, I just think Boston too, after beating Colorado five two. They shouldn't have a letdown or hangover when you're playing Montreal on a Saturday night at home, original six rival. But we'll see how this one goes. But it's just I've got that queasy feeling Montreal's hanging around in this game. I don't know if I take plus two forty, but I certainly had I'm certainly tempted by it uh, at the very least. You know what I might do to play it a little safer is go team total instead. Like you can get team total over two and a half plus one twenty for the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, you don't get team totals at two and a half and plus money very often. Uh, you know, I think there's definitely potential we see uh, that end up being the case. Yeah, lightening up one nothing uh, there as uh, Sabres got running around. And th that's that, that's the way it works in this sport. You have all the pressure, and then they come down and they make it one nothing. So one nothing lightning there in that game. And as far as this goes, uh, like I said, uh, Montreal team total, I am mildly interested in that uh, here with this one. And uh, over six. That kind of calling my name too, just because Boston, look, they're not really, you know, in the long term, maybe going to be an over team. But you look at this recent run of theirs, it's been overs. It really has been. I mean, you look at it six and two to the over in their last eight games and they're scoring. And Osternock gets a hat trick the other night. They're getting depth production as well at the moment. So it's not like uh, Montreal can't uh, chip in offensively as well. So uh, I might give an eye to the over here in this game. And keep in mind with head to head, 
uh, 5-2, 5-4, 4-2, 4-2, 5-3. Again, a series history where five of the last six meetings have gotten to at least six goals. So difficult for me to take, uh, not look toward that uh, as far as over is concerned. Five of the last six meetings, at least six total goals between the teams. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Montreal-Boston? So now this is the game where I like the first period over and the full game over, but I'm waiting in game. I think we can wait and get uh, at least better prices and better numbers, especially with six. We should we'll be getting five and a half. I'll lay 125, 130 to get the better number rather than take uh, six at a 10 or 15. Conversely, I'm looking for plus money with that one and a half. We're already seeing 130. So those are two looks I have. I don't even really like the draw on this spot. I'm just going to kind of roll with the totals here. All right, there you go. Liking the totals. Nothing wrong with that. Zach, how about you? Original six rivalry, also part of Hockey Day in Canada, Montreal-Boston. Yeah, I, I kind of like what you were talking about there with the Montreal team over. I think uh, it's worth a shot with that plus money. Uh, something else I'll probably, again, wait for in game is that the total in the game, kind of see how it starts. But I think I'm going to jump on that Montreal team total over two and a half. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cheap. Sam Montembeau. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, all they need is three. Uh, and uh, they have been scoring three, you know, more often than not lately. Sam Montembeau and Linus Allmark, by the way, are going to be your uh, goalies. As far as the props go, I mean, Slavkovsky's finally starting to find the back of the net now with Suzuki and Caulfield, which is good to see. Uh, so I would maybe look in that direction there as far as a prop tonight uh, for them. Josh Anderson looks like he's back too uh, in the lineup. You know, he was starting to score a little bit more since he came back. So that could be worth a look. Uh, for Boston, um, the Brusque is heating up. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Charlie Coyle on the top line, I think, has some value. But that's the one that I've noticed lately is Jake DeBrusque is really starting to get his game going a little bit here for this um, uh, for this Boston team. We'll see if that carries over. All right, Dallas, New Jersey. We've got the Stars minus 130 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, New Jersey, a nice win for them. I'll, I'll credit them. Um, it was a solid win. It was one of the better performances lately out of Vitek Vanacek uh, in between the pipes uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils in that game. Absolutely, it was one of his uh, better starts. No question about that. Uh, we'll see if uh, New Jersey can build on that. Tough spot here. It's their third game in four nights. It's also back-to-back, -back, you know, after being in Columbus last night. And you got to believe they're facing a Pretty ornery, ornery Dallas team tonight. Can't be thrilled with that performance against Philadelphia. And there, that was not a fluke loss uh, either. That was a situation where the, the uh, Dallas or Dars got dominated, uh, got absolutely dominated in that game uh, by the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. They were deserving of losing 5-1 uh, in that game. It was, that, it was just domination. 43-15 in shots in favor of Philadelphia. A very poor loss for them. Um, I would think you're going to get a better game out of the Stars tonight uh, here against this Devils team. 2 nothing, by the way, Lightning on a, a shorthanded goal. Um, so, uh, Lukanen, you're not facing uh, Chicago and uh, San Jose now. <laughs> We're finding that out. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, you look at this uh, matchup. I like this spot for Dallas. The price is pretty solid. Minus 130 here uh, on the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in this game. Uh, I like it. I think it makes a lot of sense here. Uh, I think they get the job done. I think they're not screwing around tonight. They mean business. Um, yeah, Sergey Breland, who was a great, great, he's one of those underrated, like third line checker kind of players back in the heyday of the Devils, Sergey Breland. 
really, really an in, uh, a very underrated, not talked about part of those great championship Stanley Cup winning teams with New Jersey uh, way back when. So uh, I like Dallas. Now, the one caveat to all this is I was expecting Jake Ottinger in a bounce back spot for him after a rough night against Philly, but not going to be the case. Scott Wedgwood getting the call from Peter DeBoer. I don't mind it. DeBoer used to be, or not DeBoer, Wedgwood used to be with New Jersey. This is the original organization he was with. So uh, it's a former team's angle situation here for Wedgwood. He gets to play New Jersey. He'll be amped up. He's. It's not like Dallas can't win with Scott Wedgwood in net. They certainly can, uh, and he's capable. Does he always play great? No, but he's capable, and I think he'll want to deliver a pretty good outing tonight in net uh, for this team against his old team uh, that he's facing at the other end. So I'm going to go Dallas here, minus 130. Really like this side, actually. Uh, the Stars tonight, minus 130. I think they're much better than they showed the other night against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. And I don't love the spot for New Jersey either, back-to-back. Uh, -back. And let's not forget at home how much they've struggled this year. They have a lousy 9-12 and home record this year, the New Jersey Devils. We just saw Montreal go in there and, and beat them uh, earlier this week. So I like Dallas here. Minus 130. Alex, what do you think? Stars, Devils. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You're looking at, uh, you know, Wedgwood getting this start here, to be honest, because, like I said, he's had history with New Jersey. He was drafted by New Jersey, played with them, then went to Arizona, then went back to New Jersey, also spent some time with that uh, organization, the AHL. So he has deep ties with uh, with the Devils and, and the fact that it's being in Newark. It makes sense that he would get the start here. And I, and I feel comfortable. He's in that kind of rhythm and roll now where he basically has to be the 1B goalie. We can't trust Ottinger at the moment. He's coming off of the injury. He's been very up and down. Just We've seen you know, just shakiness from him uh, throughout the season. So I think Wedgwood's done enough momentum at this moment in particular time where we can back him. Now, when we get into March and April uh, and Dallas can't figure something out, if Ottinger can't get things in the form, they're in deep shit. But right now, in, in mid-January, late January, I can trust uh, Wedgwood and, and at this price. So give me Dallas. I'll lay the 130 here with Dallas. Be nice to see if they're wearing the old 2000s jerseys to go up against New Jersey since they're doing the uh, Breland Ring of Honor tribute. Those are some great uh, cup battles between the Stars and the Devils in the early 2000s. As it was, and that, that we 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 forget actually, by the way, that the uh, Dallas Stars, uh, who won, of course, the Stanley Cup in uh, 1999 with uh, Mr. Green Jeans. With uh, Ken Hitchcock there, Captain Kangaroo, uh, with the uh, with the Stars, uh, we forget that they played New Jersey in the final the next year, two thousand, and they, they yeah. nearly got back to back cups. Dallas that close, yeah. and it was a really good series uh, with the uh, Devils and Stars. <clears throat> Devils won in six games. Uh, the game six was a thriller, uh, OT win. Uh, I'll never. Uh, it was a great, great, game, great series. Double over. There was a triple overtime and a double overtime game uh, to end that series. So. Uh, it was uh, absolutely outstanding, and it was uh, Jason Arnett with that, and the reaction of Jason Arnett with that double overtime win, uh, and Gary Thorne and Bill Clement were the lead crew that at that time for the uh, Cup final for ESPN ABC, and everything about it was just so great. And a great call by Thorne Arnett with the heroics. Uh, you know, not, that doesn't get much better than an overtime game-winning goal, walk off to win a Stanley Cup, and we saw it in that series. Quick, quick story about that that series in 2000. So a buddy of mine in school back then, who was like third or fourth grade, uh, had family ties out in New Jersey and New York, and so we made a bet on this game on this series that 25 bucks. This was the first series bet that I ever made in in hockey. I was about nine or ten years old, and uh, unfortunately, with them losing it, I had the stars. 
there you go. Uh, stars end up. Yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people would have liked Dallas's chances going into that. The defending champs, and uh, although New Jersey was a force to be reckoned with as well, so uh, it was a great series. And of course, they were on. It's funny. Uh, Brett Hall had a walk off over to, uh, goal uh, to beat Buffalo. Uh, of course, the year before uh, in OT to win a cup, and then they were on the other end of uh, the, losing a Stanley Cup. Uh, Probably in karma. Overtime. Karma. Yeah, pretty crazy. He was in the crease. Yeah. You know. Yeah, pretty crazy. And uh, like I say, Dallas, uh, pretty good teams uh, back uh, in those back-to-back years. They made the final. What do you think here, Zach? Dallas, New Jersey. Yeah, no, I'm liking Dallas too as well. I think I'm going to take uh, Dallas first period money line and then Dallas regulation for a little bit better value on it. I think they're going to come out good. And New Jersey's coming off a good win last night. And I think it is going to be a little bit of a revenge game in a way for Wedgwood. And it's going to have a good one. And Dallas is going to get the dub. All right, Dallas minus 130. Uh, we like this spot. I think we all do, it sounds like, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, as far as uh, props go uh, for this uh, game, uh, Wyatt Johnston, I love Wyatt Johnston tonight. And I love that Peter DeVore has put him on the top line. This guy, this kid can thrive in a top line role with Hinson Robertson. To be honest with you, they need a kick in the pants again, Hinson Robertson. I always think those guys, sometimes they can be dominant and sometimes they uh, are pretty quiet. But now you put this young 20-year-old Wyatt Johnston with them, uh, it looks like tonight. I like that move. Uh, and uh, second line remains unchanged. Marchment, Duchesne, Sagan. Pretty interesting. Pavelski down to Ben and Steele on the uh, third line for Dallas, it looks like. So some changes there. For New Jersey, you know, we talked about it yesterday, too. If I'm looking at any New Jersey props, it's mostly McLeod and Mercer. They're the two guys, you know, I think that have more value here at, at the moment. So we'll see how that one plays out. But no doubt, I think we're looking at uh, Wyatt Johnston's definitely a, a, one of my favorite. Um, props for this uh, Saturday slate, given his spot in the lineup. All right, next up, we've got the um, Washington Capitals and St. Louis Blues, a rematch. This is home and home. They played in Washington. Now they're back uh, in St. Louis, uh, the Gateway City. We've got uh, the Blues minus 125, uh, home favorites, six the total here in this game. I'm going to take St. Louis here in this one. Uh, they've been better at home. They lost the first meeting. I know Washington continues to win these games, but um, you know, I think this is a spot here for St. Louis to rebound. I, like I say, I like their play at home lately better than their play on the road. Uh, Lindgren and Bennington, it looks like we're going to see the same matchup. There are some injuries for Washington. Edmondson, Malenstein, who's been a good uh, depth forward for them, uh, is out. Uh, yeah, St. Louis for me, minus 125 uh, in this one. We saw Washington as well. It's worth noting. They just played a home and home with the Rangers. And after winning the first game at home, they lost the second game on the road. So. Kind of what I think happens here. What do you think, Alex, here? Capitals, Blues. Yeah, I like this first period over. Uh, looking back at the series history, four, five of the last six have cashed in the first period. Uh, we've also seen some very strong numbers uh, with St. Louis, of course, six and four the last ten. And Washington, eight and two. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, eight and two the last uh, ten to the first period over. So this is a cheap price land between $1.15. I'm seeing in some books up to $1.20. I uh, really like this first period over. And I also like both teams to score here. I'd play it, sprinkle that one a little bit smaller, but I like the first period over uh, more at one and a half minus a dollar twenty. Oh, yeah. Good good call there. Uh, it's not an injury for Beck. It's, yeah, it's a uh, wife giving birth. <clears throat> so there you go. Paternity leave for uh, uh, Beck Malenstein there with uh, that. It's just whenever I see them on the injury report, I automatically assume injury and uh, illness. But yeah, Malenstein, it's a, a personal matter. Actually, for Edmondson, it might be a personal matter, too, because his issue is undisclosed. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, nevertheless, I like the Blues here. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Uh, Washington, St. Louis. 
Yeah, this is just one I'm staying away from today. A lot of games on the slate, obviously, and just nothing interests me too much in this one. Yeah, no doubt. I'll tell you what, though, about uh, hockey, though, uh, to Panger Life's comment. It's definitely behind NFL and NBA. There's no question about that as far as in the States is concerned. But it's, I wouldn't say MLB is leaps and bounds ahead of NHL anymore. Nope, not anymore. Not at all. Not at all. I think NHL is closing ground on MLB uh, and uh, might even pass MLB. Like people have really, really soured on MLB for all the bullshit uh, and everything that all the stupid contracts there, which are asinine. Uh, now look, they've they've they've, they've made some inroads with the, the the pitch clock and the pace of play uh, there. But um, like I say, I definitely think um, NHL is really on the heels of baseball at, at this point in time. Yeah. I- I don't even want to get into the other two. No one's going to compete with NFL and NBA. Those are no. by far the top two. Yeah. Base, baseball's killing itself like boxing. Yeah. That, that's just all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No, they've taken some huge hits uh, the last few years. Huge. All right. Anaheim and San Jose. We've got, uh, oh, by the way, TJ Oshie, I wouldn't argue with that. Go ahead. Bet it. I mean, he's red hot right now. And again, he's facing his old team. So why not? Uh, Anaheim and San Jose. Anaheim minus 130. Uh, road favorites. Uh, six the total uh, here in this game. I'm on Anaheim here. Quack, 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 quack. We're going to take the Anaheim Ducks here in this spot, minus 130. They're both off brutally long road trips. Uh, the, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm still on the road, but they're back in their Pacific time zone. San Jose's off a of long road trip, too, uh, back home. Uh, we know that's a long-term bad spot for San Jose uh, in the past. And to me, this is this actually is cheap to me on Anaheim. I think Anaheim's just got the much better talent and roster right now now the problem is they don't always play play to it anaheim they have these moments where you know they just have these bad lapses in games defensively goaltendings up and down but to me you look at this anaheim roster and you look at this san jose roster how there's no hockey fan with a brain that's going to tell you that san jose's got a better roster right now uh, than the anaheim ducks so to me anaheim this is a winnable game for them you know, they obviously had a tough end to the road trip there with the Washington game. Uh, you look at the uh, Sharks right now. The, it's just not not that they were awful on that road trip as far as scoring goals. People are going crazy and bonkers about Logan Couture returning and making his first uh, appearance of the season tonight. He's not the Logan Couture he used to be. Sorry, he isn't. You know, and uh, he's, is he going to move the needle and make them a little bit better? Yes, uh, no question about that, but. He's not going to be that game breaker and that difference maker he was in his heyday with Marlowe and Thornton and all those um, San Jose teams. So I would pump the brakes that he's going to be uh, what leads uh, San Jose out of the abyss here uh, at this point in time. Like I say, I like San, I like Anaheim here. I just think they're, I, th- I think this is a game they got to have and a game they're capable of getting because I just think they're a better team, better roster. Uh, right now and they've actually been better on the road if you look at these two teams san jose is a pitiful six and 14 uh, at home Uh, anaheim they've had 15 wins on the season nine of their 15 wins have been on the road so they've actually been a better road team this year the anaheim ducks so we're going to go with the quackers here tonight minus 130 Uh, you know what i'll probably do is i'll split this too with uh team total on anaheim because you never know with anaheim they can be flighty uh, you know, but uh, I, I think this game, they can score four as well. Three and a half is plus 122 for uh, Anaheim team total over three and a half. I'll split that with the money line. Probably would lean over six, too. I mean, two pretty bad te- teams, w- weaker teams, although Anaheim to me is better. I could see them trading goals back and forth. What do you think here in this one? And, and Couture does make them better offensively, San Jose. What do you think here, Alex? Anaheim, San Jose. 
Yeah, I, Logan Detour. I forgot that he's still an active NHL player. You mentioned Logan Detour. I was thinking, oh, oh there's another ceremony game. Uh, duck sharks, two useless sea creatures who are you know at the bottom of the Pacific. I'm going with the draw here. This will be a telephone game. I won't watch it. Won't listen to it. I'll just check and see. Hope that the game goes overtime around you know midnight or something. So it's mostly a pass. I'll just have the draw at plus three sixty because you have to go back with the history. We've seen three of the last five and five of the last eight meetings. Uh, five of the last nine, I should say rather. Meetings go past regulation. So give me duck sharks draw. Maybe even a little sprinkle on three three correct score. That's plus thirteen hundred at Fanduel. All right, draw uh, here for uh, Alex with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Sharks. You know what's crazy is I didn't even consider the draw or, or look into it uh, in uh, this game. And you're right. I mean, it's not like there's huge separation between these two teams. I'm just trying to see. Oh, my goodness, head-to-head. I'm just seeing it now. Five of the last nine head-to-head have gone to uh, overtime. Or, ah, I might sprinkle on it now that I see that. Five of the last nine have gone to uh, overtime or shootout head-to-head Ducks-Sharks. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Anaheim-San Jose. I'm a little bit on that team total for the Ducks with you at three and a half because you just never know what you're going to get with them. But I think there's going to be some goals. And then, yeah, I think I might sprinkle a little on that overtime, too. That's some of these teams when you get these kind of weird matchups or you're thinking these bottom end teams it ends up being kind of a half half decent game and they go to extra time. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the draw. All right. A little sprinkle on the uh, draw here for Zach as well with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Sharks. Uh, all right, next game on the uh, slate, it is the uh, nightcap for this Hockey Day in Canada extravaganza uh, on this Saturday, and it's the Battle of Alberta. Can you think of a better way to wrap up Hockey Day in Canada than that? Uh, the Oilers and the Flames. Uh, Oilers minus 160 road favorites here in Calgary at the Saddledome. Uh, six and a half the total in this game. That being said, do you want to step in front of Edmonton right now? I tried the other night, and uh, obviously it didn't pan out with Seattle, who had a 2-0 lead, but Edmonton roars back, four unanswered, and they get a 4-2 win over the Kraken. Um, yeah, uh, that, that, that'll that be it for stepping in front of Edmonton until this win streak comes to an end for them, uh, which has now reached 12 straight wins uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It's been very, very impressive. Uh, Calgary is flighty. Calgary's all over the map. You know, they can beat... Uh, you know, Vegas, like they did, they can, um, you know, beat Arizona twice, which is solid, but then they can't beat Toronto. who's struggling to hold leads. I mean, they're up and down. Uh, I don't want to get in front of this Edmonton team. I think Edmonton team total over three and a half minus half minus one twenty. I'm interested in that. That's always the best way to bet Edmonton right now um, is if you like them in the game and like them to win, take their over three and a half and they're starting to get their offense cranked up again here you know they played a lot of two one three two hockey on that road trip i think now you're going to start to see mcdavid and dry and kane starting to go again and nugent hopkins and all these guys and ryan mcleod starting to uh, get things rolling so edmonton team total over three and a half and i know they've been great under uh with unders lately and their team defense and skinner in net i believe has gone six or seven in a row skinner giving up two goals or less he's been very good i get it but in the Battle of Alberta, I think you throw that out the window. This is a physical, nasty series, intensity, violent. I think you'll see penalties uh, increase because of that. I think you'll see pace. Um, I would lean over six and a half, but what I like even more, first period over here, Edmonton and Calgary. I like that. I think it's got one of those spirited starts where we see goals early, and Calgary continues to be an over first period trender uh, lately. Now, the price on that's not great. 
uh, minus 160. Uh, but I would lean that way. This is definitely a both teams to score in the first period for me uh, here as well uh, with this battle of Alberta. It's probably right up there with right behind Toronto, Vancouver. Uh, as a both teams in the first period score prop that I like quite a bit here on this slate. And we're talking plus 146 at FanDuel right now uh, with Oilers, Flames, the Battle of Alberta, both teams to score uh, in the first period. Uh, really like that. I like actually early goals more than even that six and a half in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary. So the the approach to use with this would be, and this is what I'll be doing, I'll grab both teams to score right now, that plus 146 at FanDuel. And then I'll look a little bit smaller for first period over. Maybe there's not a goal in the first couple of minutes, and we can try and get this down just a little bit. Not looking for plus money. I'm just trying to get that 160, 150 down to a 130 or 140. So that's what I'm going to hold out hope for on that. And then Edmonton team total. Here's Calgary. You've had this kind of rough up and down season, but you have a chance at home against your hated rivals to end their, you know, franchise long winning streak and who do you decide to go with in that they decide to go with dan vladar jacob marshall back skating at practice which means dustin wolf is going to be in a wrangler uniform and you guys decided to roll with dan vladar i think they're going to pay dearly for that so give me edmonton team total over three and a half uh 120 i might even look for some alternate team totals i'll put those in the uh the recap on patreon but uh, i think edmonton could end up blowing the doors off of calgary and keep that streak rolling yeah I'm, I, like I said, I, I took a shot with Seattle because Seattle have been playing well. They have always given Edmonton a tough game, and even they couldn't hold a 2-0 lead, and the uh, Oilers come back and win that game. I actually like what our guy, who'll be joining us tomorrow once again for his weekly appearance, Matt Robinson, is thinking here. That's not bad. That's worth a few bucks, in my opinion. First period over parlay, Edmonton-Calgary, Toronto-Vancouver, Winnipeg-Ottawa. Uh, you get, obviously, very nice plus money with that as well. So I could see that. You know, I certainly make a case for first period overs, all three of those games. There has been more overs than unders in the Hockey Day in Canada games the last few years. And again, I think they want to put on a show, all these teams. They know there's a special day north of the border. So I think that plays a part and, in it for sure. And this isn't a bad day to look at first period overs. Par- if you're looking for parlays, and I've, you know, this has been a thing where since the first period over boom has happened, plenty of people have cashed with parlays. The late, great Brian Blessing was the first one to start stacking these three-team, four-team parlays on first periods. This is a Saturday where you can definitely take a shot and do that with a few of these games. All right, Zach, they're your team, the Calgary Flames, um, and they're going up against a team that's won 12 in a row. How are you feeling about their chances of ending (laughs) up three? Well, I've bet against the Flames a couple times this past week, and it's bit me in the ass. So I don't know if I'm going to do that today. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago when the flames were hot, they were going on a franchise long win streak and they were going into Vancouver. My buddy and I went to the game and Vancouver absolutely smacked them, smacked them. I think it was like 70. I don't even know what it was. We left after the second period. So I don't know. I think it'd be a little poetic for the flames to end the streak. So I'm going to ride my team tonight and take them a uh, with the plus money, and then I even might sprinkle a little bit on the draw. So we'll see where it is. I'd probably bet more with my heart than my head, but I feel like it would be great for Calgary to end the old win streak for the Oilers. I'll say this, though, uh, Zach. Uh, you, you were on Vegas last week against uh, Calgary. It didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> you know it tells you that you're not shy about betting against your team, and that's we, yeah. we love that. We applaud that. <laughs> uh, Alex will be the first to bet against his Blackhawks uh, yeah. if he thinks it makes sense. So. 
Uh, we I do hope it's going to be a good game. Maybe bring back some of that playoff type atmosphere and game that they had or the series a couple of years ago when it was just crazy high scoring. So I'm thinking we're still going to get goals. And honestly, I don't I don't really mind the Vladar start too too much. I didn't watch that whole Leafs and Flames game because I was working for the first bit of it, but he definitely gave them quite the chance in the third period. He made a couple unreal saves. So maybe Calgary's trying to get his stock up a little bit or. Maybe there's something in the works for Markstrom getting out of there, so they're being cautious with playing him. No one really knows. You know, there's obviously been a lot of speculation in the media, this and that. So whether Calgary's going to make a move with their goalies this year or next year, it's going to happen, in my opinion. As a Flames fan, what do you think they should do with the goaltender? I think that they should trade Markstrom. I think he's the best value. I think that Calgary's not in a time to win with what he has left on his contract. And there's not many goalies in the league, if any, that a team could get that still has a couple years left on a decent deal. And he's been playing pretty decent. So I don't know. I think that's kind of where it's at. But you either make the decision this year or next year. And I think the value goes down next year, regardless of how good he plays. I think your return would be bigger this year with what and he's then, left. And then with Ladar and Wolf, what are, you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Wolf up more consistently for sure and see him have a real shot in the NHL to see if. He's, you know, if he is what we've been seeing in the AHL. So, you know, I think he's obviously pretty anxious for that too. I would think he seems like quite the good kid and character for what he's kind of gone through in a sense. And you've never heard anything negative from him or his right. camp or anything like that. So, you know, he's been pretty patient. And I think he deserves a shot. And I think that Calgary's at a time as a franchise where they should be looking at doing stuff like that. And I've always thought that they should really be rebuilding for when they get that new arena and when they go into that rink, have a really good quality team that's going to be competing at a higher level. So yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking as a fan and what, what I would like to see. But, you know, I wouldn't yeah. be disappointed if they hung on to Markstrom still. Like, obviously, you know, it's tough, but there's a lot of teams that are desperate for goalies. So, you know, I know Calgary's asking for a lot back. They want a quality player, top six forward or, you know, top four D in a draft pick. That's what it seems like they're looking for. So. We'll and see what that, happens. That's the thing that I think is interesting with this Flames team because, like I said, it seems like they're more likely going to be on the outside this season. You have two goalies that are worth trading that can give you back quite a bit of return. If you can get it, you know, you have a starter. So if you got a team that needs a starter right now, they'll, they'll give up whatever if they feel Markson can be the guy to get them to a, a, a deep playoff run. And then you have a, a, a rental backup in Vladar. There's a bunch of teams that would put together uh, some decent packages and try to outbid one another. Uh, you know, so you can start a, a bidding war there and, and get something good in return. And you have maybe your just trade them both. Just yeah. trade them both. That's and what I'm saying. That, that's what I mean. Right. Trade them both. Give Wolf the time now. Start it's the time to give Wolf the chance. It's time. Yeah. It's time okay. to Duran Duran this guy. Hungry like the wolf. We got to give There's him There's nothing chance. else he can do in the AHL. The numbers he's put together in the AHL are yeah. leaps and bounds compared to guys who've done that in three, four, five years before they get called. Corey Crawford's kind of the, the comparison I make at this point where he put in more than enough time of work in the AHL and deserves a shot. And I just don't see why Calgary wouldn't give it to him, especially because it's not like they're getting you know top 10 top tier play every night from either markstrom or vladar and then markstrom when he does have his struggles then all of a sudden now he starts to get hurt a little bit so having that kind of money with with some injury issues on top of it i just i don't get it personally i don't get it yeah i definitely i think definitely those little injuries that he's had throughout the year obviously nothing major but keeping him out of play a little bit it's been a little bit of like an issue probably for some teams in a way but I don't know. I think Markstrom's kind of brought his value up a little bit this year for sure. And I, I think, like I said, I think the Flames should jump on it when it's as high as it can be. 
Yeah. It, apparently, Jacob Markstrom, by the way, who's had a lower body injury the, this week, which is why he hasn't started. He's close to returning. He's available to back up Vladar today, tonight, but it won't be him in that. It'll be Dan Vladar once again uh, in that tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. So, And I agree. It, it's time to jettison one of these goalies at the very least so that Dustin Wolf is a permanent spot, I think, here with the Flames. I think it's time. Like, there's nothing more he needs to accomplish or prove at the AHL with the Wranglers, Dustin Wolf. It's time to see what you've got in the future for Dustin Wolf right now. Yeah, I know he's been called up, Matt Coronado. I don't see him in the uh, lineup yet. Uh, for I'm just trying to let me refresh it. Maybe it's, something's changed. Oh, there we go. I just hit the refresh button and boop, Matt Coronado's name pops up on the second line with Azari and. Uh, I like the way Harna Ryan Singh on the Hockey Night in Canada pronounces Nazem Kadri. He goes, Kadri. He does it with a little <laughs> accent. I love when yeah, he Yeah, it always it. cracks you me up. That? Kadri. the whole time normal, yeah. and then, yeah, what he says. I love there. that. It's good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you look at it, uh, Kadri, Zari, and Coronado looks like to be it's going to be the second. I'd, I'd sprinkle on Coronado now, uh, 100%. Zari, too. Um Sharon Govich and Coleman, it goes without saying. Like, if you're going to look at goal props, you have to look at either of those guys. Uh, they've been on fire for Calgary. And then for Edmonton, look, you, obviously McDavid and Dreisaitl, we know every night they're capable. But um, I would look at Fogle. I would look at maybe Kane, who's starting to heat up, and certainly Ryan McLeod. I'd go into those those that trio. There's some value with them right now because they're starting to give this team some extra secondary scoring right now, which is uh, great to see. All right, Pittsburgh and Vegas. We've got the uh, Penguins minus 120 road favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, Vegas obviously played a uh, very solid game. That was one of their better games in quite some time, uh, beating the uh, New York Rangers, uh, commanding fashion, five to one. Back to back wins now for Vegas on this homestand for them, four to one against Nashville, five to one against the Rangers. So slowly but surely, you know, are, are the Vegas Golden Knights coming out of this long, you know, tailspin they've been in. Maybe they're showing signs of that. Um, they're still very much a, a banged up team. Theodore Carlson, uh, Aiden Hill still on IR. Jack Eichel's on IR. Amadio is on IR. Carrier will Carrier as well. So still a lot of absences here for Vegas, but they have been able to win the last two games without uh, all of that key personnel. Uh, we'll see here. Um, I, I'm with John Massey. Um, I don't I don't trust either team still. I don't fully trust Vegas, but I certainly am not laying a price with Pittsburgh. And if you're talking about on the road, if you're talking about price value or, or value in the number, to me it's Vegas a little bit here. You know, that they're actually a home dog. Uh, even with the injuries and the struggles, they've won two in a row, three of four, and they still have a 17-7 and seven, uh, record here at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, this season that Pittsburgh at 21, 15 and six, one game below or right around 500 is actually favored on the road here against Vegas. That's a little wild to me that that's what we're seeing here uh, in this game. So uh, I definitely agree. That there's some, there's some value here in Vegas, but I know the moment I hit confirm and bet Vegas, Pittsburgh will win. That's just, that's kind of the feel I have with Vegas right now uh, at this point. <coughs> I haven't had the greatest, you know, timing with them uh, of late i i like the draw if anything here uh, i could see this maybe begin an overtime uh, shootout candidate here uh and based on series history 
now it depends on who's in net here, but uh, I think it's going to be Jari and Thompson. I would expect Tristan Jari for the uh, Penguins. Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson's been better here the last couple games. There's no doubt he's starting to get his game back a little bit. And there are some injuries I should point out too for uh, Pittsburgh. Nieto, Ludwig, and more importantly, Riley Smith, the former Golden Knight, is out. Rats. Oh, that sucks because you know we would have been looking to bet his props tonight against his old team. Uh, going back to Vegas, Riley Smith, but upper body injury, and he will not play tonight against Vegas, his old team. And Eric Carlson uh, as well looks to be a day-to-day right now for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. To be honest with you, if he doesn't play, I don't like the over as much because I lean to the over, but I want Carlson in there because Carlson's a defensive liability and he makes the offense better. So uh, we'll see. But the the reason I lean over is because, look, we've seen five and one to the over in the last six meetings. Penguins and Golden Knights, four, three, five, three, five, two, four, three, five, two. Uh, only the most recent meeting in Pittsburgh stayed under. So it's been an over series history here. I lean that way, but I'm waiting to see if Carlson's in or out. What do you think here in this one, Alex? Pittsburgh, Vegas. Yeah, you know, I see that one and a half minus 120 kind of snaring at me. I'm like, wow, you mentioned the over history in the series, especially with the first period over. But this is one I'm probably just going to mostly stay away from. I will sprinkle a little bit on the draw. I grab plus 320. Uh, Shopper, I think that might be a better price. I grabbed that at Caesars earlier. So, uh yeah, I think this could be a tight game. I said both teams banged up, cross conference matchup. You know, they just want to get their points and kind of get out of there. So I could easily see this one being a two-two, three-three kind of a game after sixty, and we'll see who roll the dice and see who wins it uh, and gets the second point. But I'll go with the draw. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think the draw is worth a shot here. I agree with that. That's that's the only bet I've locked in for sure. Everything else just to lean for now until I get the final lineup confirmations, and that would be uh, over in particular. I'm I'm going to stay off the side. I'm on the draw. I might get there with the over if Carlson's in, uh, and depending on the goalie matchup as well. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, Zach? Pittsburgh, Vegas. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go with Vegas. Hopefully, get some of that money back that I lost when they laid an egg against the Flames. So. I like the matchup. You know, I don't trust Pittsburgh too much throughout the year, and Vegas needs to get something going. So I'm, I'm going to ride that again and go with Vegas. It's money line. A lot of great value with Vegas props. Dora Feyev, Stevenson on the top line with Stone. I think they're worth a look again. Uh, and Nicholas Waugh on the second line with Marcia So and Barbashev. He didn't score the other night, but he had a nice assist on the on a Marcia So goal. Nicholas Waugh. So what? Uh, that's why with those guys, uh, Dora Feyev, Stevenson, and Waugh for Vegas, bet goal and assist prop. So I think there's a good chance they at least hit one of those uh, for you. And then for Pittsburgh going into this one, um, you know, their scoring has mostly been, you know, Crosby and Gensel lately have been very good. Actually, Raquel's been good too. Uh, there's no doubt Gensel's been piling up the points. Uh, Sidney Crosby, um, really, it's been a great run for him this season. What's he got now? Uh, 26 goals, 20 assists, 46 points. He's got four goals, by the way, in, in the last three games. Uh, two goal games against both Seattle and and Vancouver for him. So uh, can't, can't argue with the captain of the Penguins right now. He's, he's certainly trying to do everything in his power uh, to get Pittsburgh uh, into the playoffs. Uh, all right, next up, final game of this massive Saturday slate, New York Rangers and the struggling, the reeling Los Angeles Kings. Man, what a terrible run it's been uh, for LA. They cannot, they cannot get out of their own way right now, uh, but we'll see if they can finally snap the uh, doldrums here uh, tonight, minus 130 home favorites here against the Rangers. Uh, the total in this game currently sitting at uh, six, uh, shaded to the under. Hard to lay a price with L.A. right now. I've got to just admit that. But let's not act like the Rangers 
are in this terrific blazing red hot form right now uh, either. You know, they've definitely uh, regressed a little bit. They have, you know, they had this great start to the year, but the the better part of the last month has been not so good. Four and six for the Rangers in their last 10 games, uh, just two and five uh, in their last seven games as well. Uh, the road trip started with a thud, uh, a 5-1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights the other night. Um, so it's not like I'm, I have a boatload of confidence or trust in the Rangers right now, but I damn sure don't want to lay minus 130 with L.A. Uh, in this brutal 1-9 and nine slide that they have been on uh, in their last 10 games. The Nashville game, it was there for, for them, but couldn't finish. Soros was good. They lose 2-1. to one. Uh, Of course, the road trip ended up being terrible for them, that six-game trip. One and five on the trip. The only win was against Carolina with Ronta in net, I might add. So uh, very, very difficult to trust L.A. And Rangers have actually gotten the better of this Kings team head-to-head. Four straight uh, head-to-head victories for the New York Rangers uh, over the L.A. Kings, including a 5-3 win uh, in their trip out to L.A. last season. The only thing I'm interested in right now is a little look at the draw. Uh, And this is kind of my theory with the Pittsburgh-Vegas game in play again here. East team versus West team. No, neither of these teams are battling with the other in their respective battles. So they're not going to care if the other team gets a point uh, or not. So uh, the draw is the only thing I'm looking at here, a little sprinkle on it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Rangers, Kings. Yeah, I, I like the draw here. and I'll, it, it, It's a lean as of now. I want to get goalie confirmations because I'm definitely hoping to see Jonathan Quick going up against his old team with LA. And I would be more inclined to, to roll with, uh, the draw there in that spot, but not even comfortable enough to say, oh, that's going to be a win for him and, and go with Rangers. Like I said, this feels like two teams that are kind of struggling, uh, could be shaking the Cowboys off. I like the over six here too. I'll play that a little bit smaller. Maybe I'll probably play a half unit now and maybe look to grab uh, something in game at a better price, maybe even a plus price. Uh, but I can see where maybe this game opens up, not necessarily a bunch of goals early. This game could open up kind of late and go back and forth. So, um, uh, Definitely could see this one being a 3-3 or 4-4 kind of a game after 60, liking the draw, definitely also liking the over as well. So play a little bit now and add a little bit more later. Liking the uh, draw and liking the over here as well with uh, Rangers and uh, Kings. And again, the total here at 6. And that's another thing to point out with the uh, total. We have seen two of the last three go over with the uh, Rangers and the Kings going into tonight. Uh, Prop-wise for me, you know, it's hard to take a ton of L.A. props. They're just not scoring right now. But, you know, are they really going to have this go forever? And you would think Jonathan Quick against the Kings one more time tonight, by the way. I do want to mention that. And Cam Talbot used to be a Ranger. So, I, you know, it's going to be interesting if that's the goalie matchup. But it's more meaningful, I think. Like, I don't think Talbot's got an <clears> axe <throat> to grind with the Rangers. I don't think there's too many hard feelings there. That's not the case with Jonathan Quick. Right. You know, the, he's still pretty raw uh, about how that ended. Uh, with him with the uh, L.A. Kings, not on his own terms, that he got traded out of there. So uh, Jonathan Quick may want to put up another good performance. And Actually, one of his best starts of the year was when he beat the Kings at Madison Square Garden uh, earlier this year. So uh, very, very interesting to see how that uh, plays out here with the uh, Rangers and the Kings, especially with Jonathan Quick going back to L.A. here and very possibly getting the uh, start in net. You would think it's got to be his start tonight, especially when Shesterkin, you know, we just saw him give up the five spot in the loss to Vegas the other night. Perfect time to put Jonathan Quick in there uh, tonight in this game against the uh, struggling LA Kings. Uh, What do you think here in this one, Zach? Rangers-Kings. 
Call me crazy, but I think I'm going with the under in this one. I think it's going to be a little tight. I think LA's been struggling. I think Rangers are coming off a good game and that kind of thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fade towards that under today. Yeah, I mean the Kings are struggling to score. There's no doubt, and uh, certainly quick up, uh, very excited, probably and fired up, and wanting to put a good effort out there tonight against his old team. We'll see how it plays out. As far as the props, though, like I say, for the Kings, maybe Byfield or or more. They've been really. Uh, more especially, he's been one of the, the few kings that ha- has been producing. Kopitar's ice cold too right now. Gosh, it's hard to see, but uh, we know he's a good player, but he just can't buy a goal right now for uh, the kings. For the Rangers, I go back to the well of Kapokako. Why not? Stays on the top line. I'm going to keep uh, looking in that direction, especially with the prices you're getting, as long as he stays up there with Zabanajad and Kreider. So definitely interested in that uh, as well for uh, props uh, in this game. All right, there is the Saturday NHL card, a huge slate. Shout out to everyone that joins us on every Saturday uh, show. We really appreciate it. Hit the like button as well. And a reminder, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Make sure you sign up our daily card, sides, totals, player props posted there each and every day, goalie charts, totals, charts, and more. We've got bonus videos and shows on the way later in the season, especially once football ends. And of course, also, we're going to have our first Patreon-exclusive live betcast of 2024, uh, and it is coming up very soon. It's before the end of January, the morning of the BetCast. We will post the YouTube link for the BetCast on the Patreon page, exclusive to members, and that is how they will find out that we're having a BetCast that night. And it will be a night before the end of January. So basically, it's between now and January 31st. That's the only hint I'm going to give all of you because it's going to be a surprise. But that is when the Patreon-exclusive live BetCast will be. Alex and I know when it will be, but... uh, It'll be a surprise to you guys, but it's on the way uh, in the very near future before the end of January. So again, to and the only way you can be a part of that BetCast later in January is being a Patreon member. So patreon.com slash ice guys, uh, just $10 per month. Uh, looking forward to that. Again, the exclusive BetCast, the first one of the year for Patreon members as well. So make sure you sign up and your $10 per month helps keep this show rolling long term. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. And again, the ice guys store, check out the merch ice guys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, we will have a coupon that's dropping, uh, coming up, uh, around the time when we'll be doing that uh, BetCast. So stay tuned for that and definitely want to bookmark the store. Check out the the merch. We got all the different things listed right now at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There we go. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, we're just talking about it. You know what? It's a huge day. Uh, quick NFL and UFC rundown. Yeah, sure. Just briefly. And then we'll get to bargain bin special and uh, best bets. I'm just going to keep it brief. I'm all over the map with the Saturday games. Like I've got like the, like I, I'm trying to, I, I find they're very tough games. So I, with bigger favorites. So especially from a spread perspective, like if you ask me, I think Baltimore and San Francisco will both win, but I'm yeah. a lot less sure uh, about them covering. Um, so what I did in the Houston ball, I took Houston plus the points, but I also <laughs> took Baltimore first quarter, Baltimore first half and Baltimore team total in the first half over 13 and a half because I do think they start fast. <coughs> Houston's got a good offense and they don't go away. And, and I think you're going to see CJ Stroud. If they, even if they fall behind early, which I think they will, they can battle back. And, and they have a big play passing game where they can battle back uh, in my opinion. So uh, let's uh, keep an eye on that. But I think we're going to have the chance to see uh, 
Houston, you know, maybe backdoor something there in that game if it gets to that point. And then as far as, um, uh, and I like over 43. I think the totals dropped a little too low in that. Um, San Francisco, I like them early, you know, first qu- especially yeah. first quarter. How good are the 49ers usually in the first yeah, quarter at home? Sure. I mean, they get that scripted first drive, uh, and then they go right down the field. I think they can do that against still a Green Bay defense that's not very good, uh, in my opinion. So I think it's a fast start for the Niners. So I like them. I like their team total uh, over. Now, apparently there's a chance of showers, but there's no wind. And like I say, the, the rain doesn't bother me with overs in football. Uh, did, the, did the rain screw the Bills-Eagles game during the regular season from going over the total? No, it did not. It flew over the total, and it was raining the whole game. Buffalo-Philadelphia. So rain doesn't bother me. Wind does, and it's not going to be that windy. So I think it goes over. But I also took Green Bay team total over 19.5. Green Bay has gotten to 20-plus points in like nine of their last 10 games. I mean, and all they need is 20 points to cash that. It's minus 125, Green Bay over team total. <clears throat> That's what I looked at there. Detroit, Tampa, I've got Detroit in a money line parlay, and I've got the over there. And I'm on the Bills, for better or worse. I don't love the defensive injuries yeah. necessarily, but I think it's just their time to finally beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And finally, they get it at home. And let's see if Kansas City going on the road, first road playoff game in the Mahomes era, can get it done. Their defense is good. but I've got questions about that offense still. So there we go. That's my NFL looks for the uh, weekend. Uh, UFC, uh, to be honest, I've still got to look at UFC, so I'm not going to say something anymore. I I think the Canadians are in good shape. I'll say that. I think a lot of the Canadians could do well, like Brad Katona can do well. Uh, I think um, he he could win his fight. Uh, No question about that. There's a couple others. I'm a little less uh, certain about Barrio, but I think a couple of those other Canadians on the undercard can do well. But Brad Katona, I think for sure he wins his fight. Haven't we historically seen that too with with big pay per view cards in Canada? The Canadian fighters have done very very well. Yeah, so I think the last one they won them all. When yeah, there was like a like yeah. I don't know what yeah. it was, but and I remember, I remember and like, it and like, like three fights. three or four years ago there was one. I think it was like like there were eight Canadians. They went seven and one. So that's something to yeah. definitely look at. There, there's there's some legs to that that theory. Yeah, I like Brad Katona uh, for sure. Uh, Barrios though, like Chris Curtis is pretty good. I, I wouldn't rule out Chris Curtis. Maybe Barrio's the one Canadian I think might lose. Mike uh, Mike Malott's going to beat Neil Magny, uh, in my opinion. Mike Malott's really, really good. He's from Waterdown, Ontario. He's basically a little town away from me here, uh-huh. just outside of Hamilton. Mike Malott. So we are really, really cheering hard for that guy against Neil Magny. Hope he wins. He's not only a Canadian, but local. Like Basically, 20, 30-minute drive from me. Uh, water down Ontario where Mike Malad is from. So we're really cheering hard for him against Magny. Uh, I like, you know, I think Brad Katona takes care of uh, Garrett Armfield. Uh, I think Charles Air Jordan, you got to love his nickname, Charles Air <laughs> Jordan uh, there against uh, Sean Woodson. He can win. Um, Jillian Robertson, good ca- female Canadian fighter. I think yeah. she's got a good shot and she's a big favorite. So she should win against Pollyanna Viana there, but I think a lot of the Canadians are set up to do pretty good. The one I'm concerned about is Barrio because I think that's a tough fight for him against Curtis. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, Zach, any thoughts on the football? Oh, I'm just waiting for the Lions game tomorrow, buddy. That's all. That's it. I think okay. there should be some good games. But, yeah, I agree with your takes on Baltimore. I think that uh, the over is a little low, so I'm, I think I might jump on that this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we'll see how it goes, but uh, looking forward to it. Uh, this is just yeah. a great weekend. Good UFC day. tonight, big UFC card. I mean, Duplessis and Strickland should be a great main event. So uh, looking forward to the uh, UFC tonight, the NFL divisional playoffs all weekend, and of course, all the hockey today, which is already underway with two games and a lot more to come. Uh, all right, bargain bin special of the night. 
Uh, let's see what we have all found, the three of us, in the bargain bin for this Saturday. Uh, Alex, what do you like for bargain bin special? Yeah, so I'm going to that Washington-St. Louis game, and I'm, I'm tapping somebody who it's really hard to actually kind of trust the score throughout his whole career, and I know this personally being a Blackhawks fan, but we're going to Brandon Saad. He's moving up to the second line tonight uh, mm-hmm. at plus 330. I'm seeing this at about two or three different shops. Take a shot with him and maybe find some garbage around the front of the net and get a goal here. Hopefully, it'll be coming early in the first period of this contest because I'd like that first period over. But Brandon Sott, plus 330 for the St. Louis Blues. Get him uh, any time goal score tonight on this big Saturday. All right, Brandon Sod, who actually has been a little bit more noticeable lately. Bargain bin special for Alex B. Smith. All right, what do you like here in this one, Zach? Bargain bin special. Yeah, I'm going to that uh, Toronto and Vancouver game and a little Sam Lafferty scoring against his old squad. You know, I love bets like that. So hopefully they give him some good minutes and he has a good game. But I like that at plus 400. You're on mute, I think. Sorry about that. There we go. Sam Lafferty to get the uh, uh, goal against his old team. Plus 500 is out there at FanDuel. Uh, nice. for Sam Lafferty uh, here in this game against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So I definitely like that for bargain bin special uh, of the night. My bargain bin special of the night, man, it barely makes the cut because it's barely a good enough price to be a bargain bin special type of bet. But it is. And uh, Matt Robinson's going to like hearing this. Wyatt Johnston for the uh, Dallas Stars plus 310 uh, at FanDuel. I love that he's on the top line tonight. I think that's a great opportunity for him playing with Rope Hints and Jason Robertson. Dallas in a good, strong bounce back spot, in my opinion, against a New Jersey team playing the second night of back to back games. I know it'll probably be Nico Dawes in net here on the back to back tonight, and he's been a little bit better lately than uh, Vanacek until last night. Vanacek did play well, but I, I think it's a great situation. He's heating up again, the kid. Uh, Johnston the last few games and he's on the top line it looks like tonight with Hinson Robertson so Wyatt Johnston plus 310 with the uh, Dallas Stars for my bargain bin special of the night all right it is time for best bets to wrap it up for this Saturday slate Uh, Alex what do you like for best bet yeah going right back to that same game I mentioned in the bargain bin play we're going with Washington and St. Louis first period over one and a half you get minus a dollar 20 at uh, Caesars and I think a couple other books you can find uh, in Canada, less than they find dollar fifteen. So shop around for the best price. We'll go with Blues and Caps. First period over one and a half minus one twenty. There you go, Blues Capitals uh, over in the first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Zach Urban, great job. Our Saturday guy once again uh, with us. Uh, Zach, what do you like for best bet? I think the best bet of the night is Connor McDavid anytime goal uh, against the Flames. He seems to always show up for big games like that, and I think he's due for one. There you go. A player prop best bet here for uh, Zach with uh, Connor uh, McDavid, McJesus, uh, as many call him. Connor McDavid, anytime goal, which is uh, actually plus money, and it's not always plus money. Tonight it is uh, plus 110 uh, for uh, Connor McDavid, best bet uh, for uh, Zach Urban for him to score a goal tonight. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Saturday uh, slate, uh, there's lots to uh, go with here in this uh, 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 with this uh, Saturday card. I'm going to go with, uh, look, I've got a Dallas player for my bargain bin. I'm going to go with the team for my best bet, Dallas, to get the job done here tonight against New Jersey. I like the way this sets up. Minus 130 uh, in that range. 
And I don't mind uh, Wedgwood being a net because he's capable. And it's not like Ottinger's been great. Let's be real. Ottinger hasn't been at his best lately. Uh, and uh, Wedgwood against his old team, the team he started with, the New Jersey Devils, I think he delivers a good performance. And Dallas in a huge bounce-back spot after just a dreadful performance against the red-hot Philadelphia Flyers. I think Dallas gets it done. Dallas minus 125, minus 130 in that range against New Jersey uh, for my best bet for this Saturday card. Uh, That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Zach Urban, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Sunday. Matt Robinson will be along with us tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific, for the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Enjoy Hockey Day in Canada, everybody.